0: This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time.
1: Hello, welcome
0: to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Mike Jimerson, and he talks to me about his love of drums, drumming drum sets, playing the dang drums. By the end, uh, I realized that he really loves jazz drumming, uh, uh, possibly the most. Um, when I start asking him who some of his favorite drummers are, uh, that's what populates the list, are, uh, historically great jazz drummers, which I think is so interesting, so telling about Mike, and, uh, I get, uh, uh some commentary on that in, in the uh interview as well so i'll save you here and let you just listen to it uh mike is so so funny and so smart uh and i think that reads here a ton Uh, and he's just been a joy to improvise with over the years on our playground team squall uh who's the last uh remaining um current active member of the group to do the show with me so uh it was a long time coming as far as i'm concerned uh mike also helped me out with a uh a a guest booking for an exciting show that i have coming up that i haven't talked about on the podcast yet mbsing has been asked to be a part of the first inaugural chicago podcast festival i'm very very excited very flattered to uh Be asked. Um, The show is on November 19th. Uh, I'll be sharing the slot at 2 p.m. in the afternoon uh, with uh, another show called Tome Foolery that I've been a guest on before and will be a guest on again later this month uh, with Cody Melcher and uh, a show called Chewing, which is uh, uh, some folks from uh, the Tribune um, and uh, NPR um, slash WBEZ, uh, who have a, a, a great food and health type show, um, I'm, I'm really, really excited to, uh, share that slot, and, uh, to say that I've got, uh, Dave Pasquese, uh, the, uh, chicago known tj and dave uh improv duo but also he has some incredible film credits uh, i've been enjoying him over uh watching over the course of watching the show veep now uh, people may know him as a uh, julia louis dreyfus character's ex-husband he does a fantastic job on that real classic uh Pasquese, uh character and way back to uh, a groundhog day so um I gotta be a fascinating guy, uh, with all that stuff under his belt. I have no idea, uh, what his topic will be yet, but I'm really excited to, um, have that chat with him. So if that sounds fun at all, you can get tickets for it at Chicago org, and, uh, I am excited to hopefully see some people there. Um, uh, first, I've never been a part of a festival. have Obviously, done a couple of live shows, uh, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, but the festival thing is very cool. There are a lot of the uh, other shows in the Chicago Podcast Co-op that have been asked to be involved. Hello from the Magic Tavern, uh, whose guest will be Scott Adsit, which is fantastic. So exciting. Uh, open-ended Robo is um, random conversations with Elizabeth Cinema Jaw. Uh, the Nerd Zone Your Stories is also a part of the festival. So, um, we've got some great reps in here along with some other fantastic podcasts, uh, personal favorite film spotting. It's very cool to be a part of something with them as that's, uh, definitely the first show that got me into podcasting in the first place. So, uh, it's very cool. Feels full circle. So if any of that sounds exciting, please, please, please come check it out. Another exciting podcast news, the second episode of a new podcast that I started uh, with some past guests of this show, Matt Young, Lisa Burton, and Hannah Parsons. Uh, the probe is up this week. It's uh, our take on uh, magazine style podcasts a la serial. It's mostly improvised, and it features an incredible cast of characters from this here Chicago improv community. The first season is about a student body high school presidential election, and uh, I'm, I'm really proud of it, I think it's very different from this. It's been a lot of work, but I think it's worth it because I, I've learned a lot about that process, and, uh, uh, you know, really explored medium in a, in a way that I never really expected to until now. And I encourage people to check that out. Uh, it should be available the same way that you listen to this show. I re listen to this show. You can listen to that show, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, uh, adding the RSS feed to some weird podcasting app, streaming it online in a browser. You can do all those things with a probe. So check it out probe podcast on twitter or facebook.com slash probe podcast for more info and uh, to remind you um if you don't like subscribe to it on itunes but you should subscribe to it on itunes like for sure for sure for sure uh live shows coming up every thursday night at nine thirty. the fishbowl at the annoyance theater going strong uh if you want to see me improvise with a great cast uh, uh, of team members uh, I'd recommend that um, October 16th at 7pm at the offices of Cards Against Humanity we will do a live your stories uh, that will be free of charge it will be some spooky scary horror stories because it's October and that will be on brand hopefully we will have Lisa Burton of the aforementioned probe in this show as a guest as she does a wonderful podcast over the month of October where she releases an episode every single day, which is crazy to me to think about, of uh, her interviewing a friend about a horror movie that they uh, either like or saw or uh, just wanted to chat with her about. So I guess on that, I'm not positive when my episode of it goes up, but you should check out Scare Blast if you have any interest in horror films or Lisa, or both. Um, I really enjoyed being on it, and maybe one of the few people who was critical of the movie that I chose, because I had not seen it going in. (laughs) Uh, I think that's all I've got. I think I've done plenty of plugging and such for today. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy
2: the wonderful Mike Jemerson. I'm going to try not to... Exhale through my nose right into this thing. (laughs) I'm sure I've
0: done the worst things into it over the course of a lot of podcasting.
2: (laughs) What I can't stand is when you're listening to something and you can hear their stupid dry tongue slapping around on the inside (laughs) of their mouth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know what primal button that pushes in the middle of my head, but it does. I'm sure it's a very specific thing. Yeah. You know, like, I did a voiceover thing once, and the guy said that, Told me to drink some fruit juice while we were reading because I had some mouth sounds going really? on. Really? Yeah, yes. So I don't know if it's should So sugar maybe or if that person some technique th- thing. Yeah. I that's don't know. really funny. Right. But, uh, I was, I was, but I was just thinking, sorry, guy.
0: I've never spent too much time thinking about it, which probably means that everyone can always hear every mouth sound I make. I, d- <laughs> I don't recall
2: hearing any mouth noises in the podcast of yours when you are listening yeah. to it. That's good. That's and good. And I'm here to tell you that I would have heard him.
0: <laughs> good. Well, I would never do something like chew gum on mic. Right. I mm-hmm. definitely drink occasionally on mic. Well, I, you but that's got to moisturize. Got to got to moisturize. Um so ASMR is like the opposite of something that you're interested in listening to.
2: Well, I don't mind ASMR. I don't I don't mind the crispness of a whisper. Okay. But it's just it's something about the moisture in the mouth. Mhm. Uh-huh. You clicking. know that.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know or like uh I remember listening to NPR uh, before and Carl Castle would do the news in the morning. Yeah. And he just, it just sounded like he uh, had an old man's mouth. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, real just, flappy gums yeah, on Carl real, Castle. Yeah, just real <laughs> flappy. You know, just the, you know, the way, uh, like he was just really licking his chops between words, you know, I'm Carl. Right. I'm Carl Castle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an exaggeration, but it's just, I couldn't even, I don't remember any of the content I read. its
0: heard. It's also probably exaggerated because they probably have like. The best mics, oh you yeah, know, like right. NPR's got to have
2: yeah. a s- real sweet setup. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it's a nuclear silo, so no sound is getting <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Except for <laughs> Carl Castle's lips getting smashed clean. <laughs> this is
0: isolating everything mm. coming out of Carl Castle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my guest today is my dear friend Mike Jamerson. Hello. Uh, and he's going to be talking to me about his love of drums.
2: Yeah, just in general. J- it's kind of drum set.
0: Drum set? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, because drums is like...
2: Drums is huge. You
0: could throw any large a uh, kettle drum yeah. in there. Yeah, and, you know,
2: I mean, there's... there's And, and power to them, you know. I mean, it's it's a very historied instrument. Yeah. Uh, but my... I just, you know, I love the drum set.
0: Cool. mm mm-hmm. Uh, Where do you think the origin of that love started?
2: <sighs> you know, I really don't know. I think it was just... I think I just always loved it. I think um I liked music, you know, there's always there is music of some kind going on uh in my house as a kid. And I remember when I first um my my brother's four years older than I am, so I kinda got, you know, whatever the sloppy seconds, whatever. Well, you know, I was i totally to know music. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. My um, brother is
0: five years older than I am. Oh yeah. So like between him and my parents it was all just stuff that trickled down from them.
2: Yeah, right. Well, it was the stuff that they got into I got into so I was, you know, just into things uh, a little bit earlier than maybe some other kids my age mm-hmm. uh or but also just different because you know. People's be different. Sure, you
0: know? sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're all just summations of our experiences. <laughs> totally. And just, just trying to get by. All right. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so I remember when my dad got my brother a Led Zeppelin tape, mm. and I think that was, that was the first drum sound that I just found. I really zeroed in on it. Really? And I, yeah. And I really, I just really responded to drums. Do you know
0: it, who's the drummer for Led Zeppelin? John Bonham. Okay. Yeah. Do you think it's specifically now? Do you think it's maybe something in the way that he plays and like the way that they use drums in
2: their sound? Well, I mean, he definitely has a signature style and a signature sound where you can you can pick him up, and I I think that he really kind of, and I mean, and this is this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I I think that he was um, I mentioned a lot of. People imitated or learned from him, whether or not they realized it. Sure. Just because they were a big band, yeah. you know, in the late sixties, early seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, really so iconic, and yeah, yeah. And he just had this big, booming sound, uh, just real solid, and played just like a little bit behind the beat, you know. So interesting. Yeah, and so, and that's it. Probably kind of drives
0: this. The what
2: makes it? It makes it gives like a it's like a drop shadow on a shape. Cool. You know, it's like it's a sense of depth. I mean, yeah. it, it's really it's more of a feel than it is something uh, tangible. And, uh-huh. that's, and that's something else about drums is I feel like it's so in in the playing of drums there's there's technique uh, that is so important. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's there's ingenuity. Uh-huh. You know, and and imagination. So it's I, I guess you know kind of like painting or something where you can actually see. How well someone is technically good at it, you know, how well they're good at it. that doesn't make any sense, but how technically I know what you mean. proficient yeah, yeah.
0: they are, proficient, yeah, and then how
2: mean. imaginative and the command they have, and you can have people that are, you know, have one in spades and none of the other, totally. and vice versa, yeah, you know. So and then you have these total packages that are just the, crazy, the,
0: and those are the ones that m- a lot of people are really going to gravitate to. But I feel like there's just as many people who. Uh, in music or in, you know, visual art would j- be drawn more to the technical proficience, you know? Yeah. The, the sharp edges, but, you know, and then there are plenty of people who, like, <laughs> just are able to dick around so much in the medium that it's yeah. interesting to a, a totally different set of people.
2: And it's more intuitive, that second one, you know? And I, and I think that, you know, the technical aspect... I think I'm hearing my mouth. Now that we have started talking about that, this <laughs> it made you drive really self-aware so of yeah. it.
0: <laughs> oh no! You're <laughs> gonna have to cut out all my drinking. <laughs>
2: um, but I think I think the technical aspect. I think out there there are more people who are technically very good, uh, but maybe less inspiring than there are. Really inspired players, yeah, you know what I mean, I
0: agree Th- mm-hmm. and that's
2: probably true of just about anything I was I gonna say you can build on technique, mm-hmm. you know, but then just on uh, imagination or just kind of your um uh, yeah, I guess just the boldness of your imagination or the difference of you know your point of view mm-hmm. is uh, you know a little bit more uh ethereal
0: and 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 uh, I think the best analogy for this. I've heard in recent memory is baseball related where if you have, um, you know, if you're looking at guys in the minors and mm-hmm. there's one guy who's like a young kid, um, who is hits every note perfectly. Like he just knows all the technique. He's got all of it down on paper. He's a fantastic baseball player. Yeah. Uh, he, But he makes it to first in the same time as this guy who's, like, real sloppy, uh, doesn't have great technique, but has great instincts and like maybe has like pure power that you just need to figure out how to rein it in and if they both have the same time to first base yeah then you kind of want the sloppy guy right because you can teach the sloppy guy technique yeah right but you can't teach the technique guy instincts yeah
2: right instincts yeah totally or even you know i think they used to say about pete rose that just watching him play baseball was exciting because Mm -hmm. he just loved playing the game Uh so much you know and so like just that um, that fire mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. is, is inimitable right un- 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 yeah.
0: and i'm sure that means that so many guys like that who are like great on paper and this le- again goes i think applies across the board who are great on paper but just maybe don't quite have that yeah x factor yeah right don't quite get as far and i would think that would apply to to drummers <laughs> in the music world
2: yeah, I would imagine. Even though there's probably room for just a guy that can get bloop singles in the music world constantly. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, we just need we just need to get a guy on base. <laughs> I guess any sure. baseball team would would eat that up too. Sure,
0: very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh uh there's there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Um <laughs> where do you think it went from uh hearing Led Zeppelin and going from bottom? Wow, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I um I remember I remember listening to Zeppelin a lot, and I remember um, we had this van. It was this huge van that had um, a, a radio in the rear. You know, yeah. And uh, what is it, a conversion van? Yeah. Is that what I'm thinking of I think so. It had, you know, the tire on the back and the little ladder on one of the back doors. So this is the 80s. That is a van. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. It was (laughs) was kick ass. Was it it
0: like tan and. It was. (laughs) It was beige. (laughs) Yeah. It was beige. (laughs) And it had the little
2: floorboard, you know, that you'd get in. It had a freaking television in it. That's amazing. Yeah, with a VCR. Uh Um, I mean, we thought it was was a freaking spaceship. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, But uh, my brother and I, we just grew up in Kansas. No, I grew up in St. Louis. Oh, that's right. I was born in St. Louis, and I lived there until uh, 1993, and then I lived in Mexico for two years. Just my dad, um, it was uh, like some venture. He worked for Southwestern Bell at the time, and they had a partnership of some nature that I was too young to grasp and have asked (laughs) since and have forgotten because it doesn't really matter. But we were in Mexico City um, with the National Telephone Company to – it was work uh, to extend their infrastructure, their information infrastructure. Um, and so we were there for two years. Then we came back, and then back to St. Louis. This is way more backstory That's okay. than you asked for. And then I went to college in Kansas. So that's,
0: that's I knew there was a Kansas tie, but I also when we start getting into like Kansas City and yeah. all those <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> confusing it, things and it was about Kansas the Midwest. City, Missouri. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> there is a
2: Kansas City, Kansas, and it's uh-huh. very small. Uh huh. Yeah. I think, I, you know,
0: uh-huh. I think know. there is. I mean, you would know better than I would. Right. I don't know why I was like, mm, no, I think you're right. Oh no, th- oh, there definitely is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um. Uh, anyway, so yeah, sitting I in the feel like that van, kind of adds to it though. Like you live this like kind of Midwest oh, yeah. lifestyle of this like chill hippie type
2: van. Yeah, but I mean, my parents were anything but. And really? I'm not, oh yeah, totally. And I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure where I got my musical taste or something. You know, in high school in the late '90s, every, all of my friends were listening to rap, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to listen to rap all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the driving around with white hats backwards. You know, <laughs> listen to. Like Dmx and stuff like that. Sure, right. And yeah. I just wanted to listen to Hendrix all the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or you know the like. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I had a couple of friends that were into that kind of stuff too. But, but that's you know, great. The bulk. Yeah. I can I totally
0: see that about your personality, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we had a good Being time. the classic rock guy among a, a bunch of like fans of rap. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean,
2: and when you when you phrase it like that, neither is particularly appealing. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> I liked
2: what I liked when I liked it. Sure. You know? Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, it was the back of that that big beige conversion van, um. And I remember the first time I heard "Are You Experienced" by, um, uh, Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and just like the the there's. Uh, A bell that rings during the refrain and just the the way it keeps that melody Uh uh-huh and it doesn't change just ding 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 and it's just so I thought that was just brilliant and I'm not even sure that's a function of the drummer but just a function of the rhythm and Uh the
0: similar family
2: yeah and just the the just the just to keep it the same Mm -hmm. and not to not to you know blow a thousand notes where one is really great
1: yeah you that's I mean? cool, yeah, yeah yeah and that was the, the thing simplest about
2: form of being able to like keep the rhythm of everything, yeah, totally, and there's also the you know the concept of less is more, you mm-hmm. know, and that and that factors into technical drummers, also, man, I'm spraying all over the place, but you know, uh a lot of people it. think you we'll know, come back around to all okay. this stuff, I think <laughs> outstanding, and if not, I mean, who cares exactly um
0: <laughs> you nailed it <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um,
2: so yeah, I think that was where. I mean I just was really drawn to it and I would try and make drum sets at home. I
0: was that was my next question was like yeah. where did <clears throat> actually being interested in and in zeroing in on it when you were listening to
2: music turn into actually becoming a drummer. Um yeah, uh, great question. And th- th- this was, you know, before the internet. You sure. know, so I mean I couldn't just hop on and look at pictures of drum sets. And I remember thinking I was listening to a Metallica song that was just on the radio and mishearing you know the hi hat, which is the the two clasping cymbals. Uh-huh. You know that you control your foot. huh. And uh, hearing the time that was kept on those, and just thought that that was like just the jingling of the bolts and stuff that hold the drums together. That's so, so funny. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know what it was. I just yeah. liked it. You know, yeah. I liked the sound, and I liked the the different sounds of cymbals and the different. Uh, sounds, you know, some, especially in the 80s, you know, it was huge. Like, all the drums sounded like they were played in the middle of a gymnasium. Yeah. You know, but closely mic'd, but with a ton of reverb, you know, like...
0: Yeah, right. That is, you know, everything that they took and put into, like, electric drum sets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what we think of now when we hear sounds like that. But it's because all that stuff what or originated in the eighties. Yeah.
2: Well I mean it's just whatever's in vogue, you mm-hmm. know, like somebody did that and they're like, damn, sounds like that's in the middle of a room, you know? Yeah. Like that's that's the sound. Let's make know? it sound like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: yeah. Uh but that's so funny though that your brain went, I wonder what's making that sound.
2: I guess it's just I guess what's it's keeping just, all those drums like, together. All the hardware <laughs> that holds the thing together. Because you know, 'cause <laughs> I'd seen pictures. And I remember I would I would zero in, uh there was some church party we went to. It was at a park, Blackburn Park I think, in St. Louis. And um, a guy that went to our church played drums in a jazz band, and I was just transfixed. I so, can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. If just, that was
0: the first time that you'd seen somebody doing it,
2: I you know I don't. That was the first time I remember definitely seeing it and being up paying close. attention. And he let me sit in and play, and I was just tapping around, and then guys started playing, <gasps> and and but I don't I don't think I had any sense of you know
0: actually playing complimenting yeah. or anything.
2: Um, yeah. So I was just kind of like an idiot in a pile <laughs> of dirt, but uh-huh. I mean I was and I was quite little.
1: Uh huh. Well, I don't
2: know, probably not that little, but um, but yeah, I would I would make them uh, out of cans, and I tried to make symbols out of pots and pans and aluminum foil, and uh, I didn't understand, you know, because that, you know, back to that internet thing, I didn't have an idea of what all the components were and how they worked. Uh huh. So I would just you know hit stuff with spoons and uh-huh. boxes, and um, my dad and I made a drum set for um, a fifth grade project. I think it was fourth grade, and then in fifth grade. I got a drum set for Christmas. Ah, uh,
1: yes. And
2: I came down, and I remember it. Um, can I swear on this? You can say whatever Yeah, you want, well, I yeah. just about shit in my pants. Oh, yeah, that's adorable. I, yeah. I came down, and it was a black, it was a, uh, it, I want to say, it was an eagle talon. It was like a shitty drum set. You know, buy. Yeah, you
0: know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could probably buy it at like a box store or something like. Yeah, that. totally. Or like the the least expensive one they would have at a music store or something. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is a
2: hundred percent appropriate mm-hmm. for. I was
0: gonna say, why in the world would they get you like a Absolutely. Zildjian? <laughs> and,
2: and, yeah, and that's my dad for you. Right yeah. There. You know, he's like, you know, he's gonna love this just fine. That's great. And I 100% did. Yeah, you almost shit
0: yourself. (laughs) Oh, I totally did. And I remember I
2: told everybody, like, to boredom. Mm. I went to school, and I remember my teacher not looking at me as I followed her around and told her, it's like five pieces, it's black, and it's got these symbols. Oh, man. Yes, I I love that. I was 100 a 100% into it.
1: Oh,
0: that's the best. It was great. It was great. That's the best. I love that. I do think that that's... um, I think that's a a uh, thread that goes throughout a lot of what people choose to talk about on the show sure. is the thing that like when they talked about it especially as a young person yeah people were just like oh okay
2: okay buddy we get it yeah. <laughs> like, right. this isn't everybody's thing <laughs> yeah. you know Exactly. And I do that to people now. You know, people so, sure. <laughs> so I'm not mad at Mrs. You're Hanson. Brain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you do it to people now when they give you things that you're oh, like, yeah. okay, I get it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care, bro. What do you think is the most common thing that someone brings oh, to you that you're oh, like, No gosh. thanks? <laughs> I don't
2: I really don't know. <laughs> you don't have to put it on blast. Yeah. I just thought it would be a funny question. Well if it if it comes to me, I will definitely Throw I'll put it out, it out there. there because you know, I deserve the ridicule, just as you know, right, sure, sure, as, as being a person on the other end, but you know, at the same time, you know, enjoy your own food, and let mm. me enjoy mine. <laughs> there you go, yeah. there you <laughs> go.
0: Um, <laughs> did you uh, so when you like s- when you got it, I'm sure you're, you're immediately setting it up and stuff. Uh, did you have like a designated place where you had to play it and like yeah. how you know, times you had to figure it out and stuff?
2: Yeah, it was in the basement, um, in the basement in the corner. Um, and it was kind of like wood paneling basement mm-hmm. every now and then, w- like if you can't sleep, do you ever close your eyes and just try and walk around an old place that you remember?
0: I, I feel like the time I do that is not necessarily when I can't sleep, but it's with my grandma's house. Yeah. And I think about maybe even just when I think about my grandma, cause she doesn't live there anymore, yeah, but yeah. it is like very, it was this is the biggest house I ever like spent the most time in you know what I mean yeah. so I know what you mean in yeah. terms of uh thinking about how the basement was laid out and all the r- bedrooms and stuff
2: yeah right Um. I don't know why oh I, d- I do that from that time to um, time just because this is a house where I kind of spent the most time as mm-hmm. a little kid mm-hmm. Um. so yeah play it down there and um, I, d- I think my parents were pretty cool with whenever I wanted to play it just as so long as it, you know I mean I'm sure there were times where it wasn't Happening, yeah. <laughs> you know? But they were they were pretty, you know, and not past probably not past nine or something uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. Um, but they were pretty lax about it, so long as my mom wasn't down there because that's where the laundry was. Oh, uh, you know? sure. And I think she like, would just yeah pause, just take it easy <laughs> <a
0: second>. yeah. <laughs> Did you have like books and try to learn techniques and
2: stuff? Or I, I did kind of on and off, um and I'm not sure. I took piano lessons as a kid, mm-hmm. and I. I kind of liked them. I guess I just didn't stick with anything long enough. But I always loved playing the drums, and mm-hmm. I would try and emulate what I heard. Yeah. And That's, I, that was going
0: to be my next question, or did you just kind of try to, like, pick out drum?
2: Yeah. I tried to do a lot of that, and I, I took lessons on and off. Uh, there was a kid that played in the high school band that lived in the next neighborhood, uh, and I thought he was just great. Cool. And, it, and he was. He was yeah. really good. And uh, I remember him saying, Mike, you really play loud. <laughs> and, I, and I remember thinking, like, hell yeah. Thanks, you know? dude. But I'm, yeah. I'm sure what he's saying is, like, fucking calm you down. You don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> you know? That's uh, And so that's so funny. true. And I still do. You know? Really? Oh, man. I mean, I get excited, and I just, I mean, my dial is, like, one, two, three. 10 <laughs> you know yeah. so i can start on a three in i mean just in no time it's like where did 10 come uh-huh, from you know uh-huh. but
0: and then there's the it's just 10 from the second verse on yeah totally yeah. i'm like
2: animal have you watched animal yeah. of the Muppets? Like he yeah. just can't contain himself yeah it's yeah. great and that's true and that's and that is and i should i should say this uh even though i got a drum set in fifth grade i'm not a good drummer you know uh. i'm i'm sure i mean i have a good time uh but i'm not I I think I'm good enough to know that uh I'll never be good. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm good uh-huh. enough to to understand what it takes to be good and mm-hmm. it,
0: that it ain't going to it be it. coming from you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you're like proficient enough to be able to do s- drumming on songs.
2: Oh yeah. I mean a little bit. But I'm mm-hmm. like even simple songs, you know, cuz of the many things that are you know, on top of technique. I mean there's time it's like do you have sure. a sense of time yeah. or don't you that's imperative yeah it's imperative and that's another thing that i mean it's one of those it is a i guess a muscle but an intangible one you, you know, kind of like got brain it if you don't yeah, yeah brain i mean and you, and you can develop it uh-huh. yeah like think of the white stripes uh-huh. you know where that you know she's not like a virtuosic drummer mm-hmm. you know but she's she's got it and she's just right on top of the beat constantly you mm-hmm. know she has excellent time mm-hmm. you know and um and that's pretty great. And that's hard to do. You it know? Like, is. To keep that up for an entire song.
0: I can't imagine. It's work. I, it's hard often, you know, if I'm ever doing something uh, as a singer or like as an editor or I kind of every like, I don't know, once a month or something, try to pick up a, a guitar or a, I have a ukulele and try to learn it. And every time I'm just like, man, beats are hard. Yeah. Like picking up the right one. You know, wh- whatever the if it's a complex rhythm, right? Uh, the, it's on the end of the. Oh yeah, no three N. You know, like, right. ugh, that stuff's hard for me.
2: It, well, it is hard, and especially if you start getting into calling things what they are. And right? You know, like, uh, yeah, hit me with uh, with the sixteenth note triplet. Right? <clears throat> I <don't laughs> you, know what the fuck you're. Talking you don't
0: about. got it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> if I sat down for a second,
2: uh-huh, uh-huh. and by a second I meant time to Google.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the other thing is like when you're a kid, and because I tried to pl- learn, I I played the saxophone in the um, like m- you know marching sit uh, orchestra band stuff when I was in like middle school. The f- my first couple years, you saxophone, you say? Saxophone, yeah, yeah. Uh, alto, uh, and we, you know. I can't imagine the difference between only having a teacher and a book as a resource, yeah. as opposed to having the entire internet.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. And, and imagine, you know, both the just the one teacher. I mean, ultimately, you got to have the discipline to practice. Sure. And to practice in the discipline phase, which
0: I did not really have, and I didn't
2: either. You yeah. know, and I might better. You know, I took lessons later. On where I was a little bit more disciplined, sure, and, and actually, you know, made some improvements. Yeah, I would think um, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would freak out. You, hope so. someone, right? God, if not, <laughs> why is this guy taking my time? money? <laughs> yeah, power to him.
0: I more just meant like, yeah, most of the time, if you invest the time in something, there's payoff. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's really true. Yeah,
2: um, but uh, also just to have somebody to work with. I mean, mm-hmm. that'd be. That'd be nice. mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. I guess.
0: <laughs> When's the last time you really were like taking lessons or putting time into it like that?
2: Uh I quit probably um a year before I moved to Chicago. So okay. was probably two thousand and nine I mm-hmm. quit. Maybe a little later. But I still got, you know, a lot of books. And um Did you stuff play like with
0: bands around there?
2: No, I would play with buddies. You know, yeah. I had one friend that and we played all through college and we'd um you know, just make songs up and just jam. That's, you know, that's the funnest part it about was, it. Oh, it, it absolutely is. Yeah. It really is, yeah. you know? Because, yeah. I mean, there is that um, that where it's the shared thing where it's not really your idea, not my idea, but it's just, you know, the bigger that. thing. Oh, it uh-huh, is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it is so great. We, I mean, to be pushed out of your comfort that's the best way to learn. Also, sure, you know, is to to be kind of pushed and molded by the people you're playing with, mm-hmm. and uh, I learned a lot from that guy. He's a really great musician, and he still uh, makes music.
0: That's awesome. Was he yeah. like a guitarist?
2: Yeah. He well, he he plays a lot of stuff. He plays guitar and and he plays drums now, and he plays keys. Um, he's just a real talented. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh,
0: so the did you ever play like in an in a more organized fashion than just like playing around with friends and playing in your basement?
2: No. Wow. Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, I would take those lessons and I'd practice. Mm -hmm. So it's almost been kind of like a private thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's kind of what I was, you know, feeling about it, especially if, you know, never like a school thing or a...
2: Yeah. Um, I did band uh, my first year in Mexico. Mm. And I I, I guess I was like such a a fuck-off or a clown or something that I remember, I had to quit for a different reason, and the huh. teacher was just like, "I understand." Immediately, uh. just said immediately, like, "I understand." <laughs> yeah, like, he didn't.
1: Care. He didn't
2: try yeah. at right. all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
0: was like, "And good day to you, sir." <laughs> yeah, right.
2: And I've immediately forgotten who you are, and I'm not sure why. I well, because it's drums, mm. you know. Because I was back there, you know. If oh, the
0: drummers were always the biggest like troublemakers. Well, yeah,
2: but you say that, you know, you know, if I'm trying to tune a drum and you're, you know plucking at your guitar I can't hear it can't and do I don't it. care but if you're trying to tune your guitar and I'm just plucking on the drum set it's 800 decibels you, and every and yeah. it's fucking with everyone that's yeah. true Somebody and with like, the drum but it's like man
0: and if you're working on uh I feel like the drums would get the least like specialized attention does yeah. that make sense yeah I think that's probably true because it's like okay, everyone, let's do this and uh, I'll conduct and we'll leave the drums out for a second. You yeah. know what I
2: mean? Yeah, so yeah, we'll get this right and then we'll bring the drummer back in. Yeah. You know, I'm right. like these things are begging me to beat on them. Right. You know, I'm just sitting here at a, at a sweet drum set with nicer gear than I have at home. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck it, I'm uh-huh. hitting this. Uh-huh. You know?
0: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. the the and instinct. Again, yeah,
2: and that's back to Animal, who just can't. He's right. just like, Ugh. <laughs> like, Every moment is... <laughs> Uh, waning self-control you know, <laughs> It comes in at the the highest level Of self-control you're going to have And just diminishes over time
0: uh-huh. I yeah. mean there is something so uh, uh, I guess with animal And like that instinct It makes me You know you mentioned even as a little kid building little drum sets with pots and pans and stuff. And that is just inherent in the human experience, I yeah, think, is totally. babies banging on pots yeah. with spoons. Right. <laughs> That's true. I mean,
2: when you say it like that, I picture a kid in a diaper, but I mean, right. I was like six. Yeah.
0: You, know? <laughs> you just uh, maybe it's you developmental that thing. thread a yeah. I think it's more the interest in the actual drumming yeah. as opposed to this Baby's fascination with it being like, this makes a sound. This This I can control. I can control (laughs) this noise.
2: When I do this, this happens. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, no,
2: I think that's fair because I I don't remember like a a seminal moment where it's like, I like drums. (laughs) But I mean, I just, I always did. Uh And I even had like when i first got him i had i could do just a simple boom beat you know while that's keeping great. the time yeah and then uh, cuz
0: that's still that's not easy not everybody could just pick that up and
2: right and it was it was just kind of it fit for me you that's know Yeah, awesome. yeah so i really liked it
0: especially having to do multiple things with like you're doing two different things with your hands, and then you may yeah. very well be doing like two different things with your feet, yeah, as well. Even that coordination of well, it is that, that's that's impressive.
2: And there's uh, when you're taking lessons, and sorry to cut you off. That's okay. That's all I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah. Um, when you're taking lessons, there's the the thing called five way independence, which is each thing, each limb, and then your mouth are doing different things. Wow. Yeah. And so I mean, you build it up very gradually, and it's, you know, it's like maybe you're just doing something over here on your ride symbol, you know, and then uh Doing the opposite over here on the hi-hat, you know, so it's like each has its own little program and then you're doing four on the floor with your right foot, you know, like boom, 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 boom. And then uh your left foot, you know, opens the hi-hat, so it's like, tss, 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 like that. And uh-huh. then you're just either vocalizing half notes or something with your mouth, like da, da. Just so that you are keeping track of where, you know, like you said earlier, of oh come in on the and of three you uh-huh. know? like and you have no idea where that is uh-huh. but it's keeping keeping that meter present in your head uh-huh. so that you do know where that is uh-huh. and if you, so you know if you come in on the and so that you're like gonna vocalize ands you know so you're like da 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 right you know? so that'd be the like uh-huh. one and two and three and four and would you
0: then be able to that's awesome that's so interesting and it makes so much sense that in a lesson they would have to. Yeah. Force you to do things like that with yeah. your body. Uh, would you then mentally go, okay, if it has to come in on this, that's when I s- have the third vocal da. You know you what? You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like this hand is doing sixteenths and this hand is doing this. Like, would you then be able to zero in on which, like, do you have the capacity to keep track of which thing is doing it? Yeah. I just which thing is doing
2: what? Uh, over time and gradually. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you have the, the artifice in the lesson of vocalizing and doing an exercise. But uh-huh. what that's building is just kind of compartmentalizing your awareness a little bit. Sure. So that you can that's even, a good way to put it. And you can <laughs> almost even... It, it really improves your ability to listen and to digest so that you're hearing. It's almost like a language where over time, when you hear queso... <laughs> you eventually stop saying cheese, cheese in your mind yes you know and, yes. So, and so it's just like that slow
0: that's a fascinating analogy and i
2: think i think it's apt you know it's not 100% mm-hmm. but you know the the artifice of learning falls away and into i guess you understanding you just know what it is yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah i had a w- i w- went to high school with a woman who uh, was bulgarian and uh, i believe they speak romanian and she would i had English or er, uh Spanish with her, and in learning Spanish, she would always like go to Bulgarian between English and Spanish oh, yeah. right yeah. because like it was it was that thing where you hear you hear queso and you have to connect it to the thing that you know it is, yeah, you know what I mean. Man. I know. Language is
2: such a crazy can of worms.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she was very good at it, you know? Uh, And partially probably because she already knew this romantic language very well, and uh, uh, there were were easier connections in the, you know, verbs and stuff like that. But it, it like, blew me away when she told me that. She was like, because I think she, like, let a Bulgarian word slip, like, Mm -hmm. when we are doing homework or studying or something like that. And I was like, what? And she was like, oh, I always think in Bulgarian when I'm learning Spanish. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess that would be the... Uh... But that it makes sense, though, I guess. You know, she learned English on top of Bulgarian, and then she was trying to learn Spanish from people speaking English. <laughs> yeah. Like it
2: almost seems like a scaffolding kind of. Yeah. Like you go to the scaffolding and then the building slowly <laughs> rises within it and yeah. then the scaffolding comes down. Uh-huh. Or something uh-huh, like that. Yeah. yeah I don't uh-huh.
0: know. Uh that's so cool thinking about all of the, the independence. It makes me fascinated at thinking about like how the you know the best of the best drummers yeah. how specific
2: their skills would be at it's, each it's incredible. I mean it really is. When you the the technical, because I you know I think a lot of professional musicians, especially when they're learning, but even you know still in pro practice, you know an absurd number of hours a day, mm-hmm. and just the the technical and, and you know uh, there's a guy JoJo Mayer is one of one of my favorites, mm-hmm. and he does he do, he has this whole technique for how to hold the sticks to maximize the rebound. You oh, get, cool! Because you know, it's mm-hmm. a it's it's about you know. Getting the most out of the energy you're inputting, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, the way to hold the stick so that it bounces up so that you're not wasting your energy to lift the stick back up mm-hmm. and then just putting it back down.
0: And getting multiple notes out of one hit Oh yeah, kind of things. Yeah,
2: but, it, and also it sounds exactly the same every time, you know? Sure, right. Yeah. Um, and so he'll do a, a one, uh, one-handed drum roll. Cool. With this technique that just it sounds like brrrr, cool. it's incredible. And so and but that's just but that's only handy if you're doing a one handed drummer. <laughs> right. You know what sure, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? yeah. But um but still but the technique uh gives him that flexibility, you know, so it's it's a tool that if you want to slow that down, it just gives him that speed and the muscle and sure. the fluidity that he can apply elsewhere
0: to use that within that makes a lot of sense like yeah. cuz you're not necessarily going to have a one-handed drum roll in a song but there might yeah. be a point where you can only you know you need a certain sound but can only use so much of
2: yeah well, it, and it also gives you you know if you want to play if you're playing fast on the on the ride cymbal which is the big cymbal you also keep time on mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and accent I mean it just gives you you can do richer, more complex things and make, you know, a more layered, nuanced sound. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh who would you say are so you, we've talked about uh John Bonham and yeah. Jojo Mayer um as some of your f- you know, mm-hmm. favorite favorite guys. Yeah. Wh- My
2: mouth is watering as this question. <laughs> <right.
0: laughs> Where else does that list go? Uh
2: it goes it goes all over the place. Um favorite drummers. First one definitely uh John Bonham's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um and I love I also love Mitch Mitchell, he played with the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Um and I mean just a sidebar. I love Jimi Hendrix so much.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this is like the third yeah. separate I, reference to
2: Jimi Hendrix. He, I love Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. I I think um uh, just as a as a person that who his his vision and execution was were so close. To one another, uh-huh. you know. I think I think his, he he just so fluidly improvised on a guitar uh-huh. that there was it was just like an extension of his mind. It's, yeah, you know, because he would sing anyway. Sidebar, but no, I love it. Oh, I man. think it's all part of
1: it. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> uh, Mitch Mitchell, I thought, was a very complimentary player to him and didn't get stuck in, um, didn't get stuck in like rote repetition of of playing. It was just it was just very fluid. And then he started playing with this guy Buddy Miles who was like totally the opposite. And Buddy you know had great time, but was just such a rigid uh it was like a it was just it was just like a yeah, rigid. It was just like straight lines, it was like a grid. Yeah, <laughs> like I like agree. You know I mean? yeah. yeah,
0: especially with someone like Hendrix, you would think that that would be right uh, counterintuitive.
2: Yeah, but then then on the other hand, you could say it would be like a Kate. Uh, or a uh, like a a stake to which a a kite is tied, you know, mm. like just holding it down. Sure, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I never liked it as much, even though you know there's some good stuff. That was the Band of Gypsies. Okay, Hendrix Band of Gypsies. Uh, so I think those are my two. Definitely, Bottom uh, was my first one. Uh, love Mitch Mitchell. Uh, as I got older, I love uh, Jack DeJohnette. He's a he was a jazz player, and he cut his teeth playing with Miles Davis. Cool. And yeah, I want to say. Well, I'm not 100% sure. Late 60s. Okay. Yeah. And what's great about him is he doesn't... I feel like he never does anything twice. Awesome. You know, it's never the same thing. I mean, you can tell it's him, you know, because he has his voice. It's like listening to somebody talk when you hear him play. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, oh, that's Jack D. Jeanette. You know, Man. no doubt about it. that's yeah. fascinating to well, be able to it, But that's 100% what that. it is. You know, it's their voice. You know, uh-huh. it's like it's what their... You know, I mean, you can hear that in piano players, you know, like where it's... Um, you know t- not 100 percent, but you know what i mean yeah you know, sure
0: Th- that there's still that much uh yeah i would think with drumming um kind of like going back to what you're saying with uh, john Bonham, always seems like just slightly behind yeah even though it's kind of
2: by design it's not like he's uh right it's absolutely by design because mm-hmm. it's, it's like a what they'll call like a fatter sound you know fat baby yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Like uh The Police, for example, Stuart mm-hmm. Copeland, that mm-hmm. drummer, he's ahead of the beat just a little bit, you know, and it's not, uh, but also by design. And so that's it. It's very driving. So driving. You know, it's just, yeah. it seems like it's just always. So yeah. And even. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Duh, dun, mm, uh, whereas even faster Zeppelin songs, you know, still, I don't know, feel like they're driving fast with the the seats reclined I, yeah <laughs> that's great I yeah
0: or the, or they're going fast but it's because someone is like pushing them as opposed yeah. as to pulling them <laughs> yeah
2: right um so yeah and th- and that's just subtle stuff like where on the beat you're playing you know and then I, there's just so much technical nuance to it but i love i love jack de for for that because he also is very fluid extremely expressive and i think that he would play i would i would call that more like tones and colors cool. you know where um as opposed to lines and, you know, rigid backbone type playing. Cool, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Those little like X notes on the staff <laughs> for yeah. the drum part, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, even though there are people that will transcribe, you know, I- His anything. Parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. he's doing stuff, you know. Right. Ugh, yeah. I don't yeah, know, like uh
0: like writing scripts based on an improv show or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, that's awesome. It's really cool to hear you talk about, uh, another kind of like, well, jazz drumming is its whole own thing, it seems.
2: Dude, jazz, absolutely it is. And like the gear. I mean, the gear is so important regardless of, um, the style of music you're playing, Mm -hmm. but the jazz gear... Because it's softer, mm-hmm. there's a lot more nuance in that gear, and I you would get think different so. sounds.
0: And and where you're hitting the where you're hitting the cymbal, where you're hitting
2: the head, how it's tuned, even the bevel of the drum, how it's cut at the point where where the head lies on it. Wow, makes makes a, a difference on how the sound resonates inside the, the drum.
0: Like wooden part mm-hmm. of the, or the, I would assume most yeah. of them are wooden.
2: Most of them, but a lot of them. You know, some like uh, all the. The coked up dudes in the late <laughs> 60s, early 70s Were playing these, you know, clear acrylic sets Right, sure, know?
0: yeah uh, <laughs> And people still
2: play those today But it's a different sound mm-hmm, You know, mm-hmm. and it's subtle You know, that's probably like, you know I just, you know, I don't know I was going to try and come up with a stupid metaphor But I couldn't uh, you know. uh, um,
0: Yeah, yeah It's not something where you'd go Like the average listener to yeah. music would be like Oh, acrylic drums No Yeah, <laughs> not for me <laughs> Yeah <laughs> That's really cool. I have so this is like, it's off topic, but it's on topic. I have to assume you've seen the movie Whiplash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like? Was that it? I mean, how did you you? How did you relate to Whiplash as someone who kind of obviously doesn't know the world of like learning right. jazz yeah, drumming? Right, right, you know, right. it's not like you went to a school where someone was throwing cymbals at your head or whatever it is, but being familiar with the world and probably knowing a lot of the people that they're referencing in terms of uh, jazz musicians and stuff has to have been a
2: really cool way to watch that movie. It was neat. I I feel like what's cool about that movie is that it just happened to be about drums. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. It it happened to be about a drummer, but it was really about you know, uh, creative discipline. Absolutely. And also, you know, just that weird drive. What a what a great movie that was.
0: I have absolutely loved it. Yeah, and that's that kind of why I wanted to talk to you about it cuz I figured you it seemed like something you would enjoy yeah. uh just as a film, but I I can imagine having that appreciation on top of it would kind of like Make it even more exciting. Yeah, and it totally
2: did. And what's great about it, something that I really did enjoy about it, is like I hate, and this is just stupid. In movies, if I see somebody inhale a cigarette, show me, let let me see him exhale. That's you so know? funny. And, so, and if there's a band, you know, and the you can tell they're not playing the music, that pisses me off. Sure. You know, you just notice. How that. could it not? Yeah. So I enjoyed that very much. It's about all that, that. was really practical. That guy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That was, that was him. He played that that solo. That's a recording of him actually playing that. So that was that was. That's cool. amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, and so just the um the continuity of you know seeing him actually strike those notes was just pleasing. I would imagine. And I love watching people play drums. I love looking at drums, I love the look of them, I love so and it's
1: shot
0: it's fantastically it is terms of like where it's looking at him playing or at specific symbols or you know sounds and
2: it was really great, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that very much and I certainly cannot. Uh, relate to that kind of discipline yeah (laughs) in anything that I do
0: me neither yeah Yeah, you watch something like that and you're like well guess I'll never
1: be my name will be forgotten (laughs) yeah exactly
2: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. uh,
2: that's you know yeah here's to us
0: (laughs) I agree (laughs) (laughs) having fun along the way (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh cool very cool um Mitch Mitchell, oh yeah, Jack yeah. DeJeanette,
2: more people. I, is this? Are these usually so one-sided? Because I feel like I'm just blathering.
0: I think um, that you're doing a great job. Okay, I'm and not looking I for think that. Think that I, just, I know you're not. But here's the thing: mm. is you're the guest. I'm on here every week. Okay, people hear plenty of yeah, me, okay. <laughs> uh. and you're also, you know, uh, to use this word. Uh, very lightly, the expert, you know, oh, like uh, well. uh, 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 not not like lightly because I don't believe in your knowledge on the topic. No, I understand, but lightly yeah. because I don't want you to feel like you have to fill that position. Sure, but you obviously because you love this thing.
2: Well, I'm definitely the expert on what I think is cool. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. There you go. I'll it's take all,
0: that. but I think it's all about your experience with it anyway. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, uh, yeah. I totally get that, and it's so funny that you say that because. Uh, I don't think people people will often admit that they feel that way. Like, oh, God, I'm talking too much. Yeah. But I do think people are just aren't used to, like, mm. an unbroken opportunity. I
2: know. Just to uh, <laughs> hey, blather on about something you think is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, so you fe-
0: start to feel like, am, am, am I, is this my third grade teacher? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah Or right. fifth grade. <laughs> Mrs. Hanson.
2: Great memory. Yeah, Mrs. <laughs> Hanson. Fifth grade.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, there have
2: been a couple times you mentioned saxophone. And I was like, she said she played saxophone dumbass you know? <laughs> oh right yeah can you play sex <laughs> and before that I'd just been like when's my turn to talk again <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> right sure Fair. yeah um, no you're doing fine more often than not Ooh. I feel like I'm talking too much and even still feel that way even though you do so oh I really think it's, okay yeah, good yeah, Good. Yeah. so we're just <laughs> so when you said that I was like oof really <laughs> yeah oh, not my
2: experience well, I'm glad we're both feeling a little insecure <laughs> yeah <laughs> makes me comfortable.
0: <laughs> I think so too. I think that's what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then again, it goes back to and if we don't <laughs> and if we are talking too much, one or the other of us who yeah. gives a shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: Stop the podcast, Bugle.
0: <laughs> Turn it Turn off. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Uh I know there's gotta be so these are these people you feel like um were where i I would imagine that you have kind of like a trajectory of fandom,
2: uh you mean like um like a, a canon of favorites, a pantheon of favorites,
0: yeah, but some of them are like, you know, yeah. the, these are gold because I've liked these for so long, but these are some of the new guys I, you know i, I like. don't
2: I don't know because um I've been exposed to a lot of them differently, mm-hmm. and also a lot of them are products of their time, you know cool, like a lot a lot of guys that are great um in in the drum pantheon you know uh were, we're kind of pioneers in the 40s you know 40s 50s you know mac uh max roach was you know uh, late 50s and 60s but um art blakey max roach uh even uh what's that guy's name the the white guy uh, buddy rich oh yeah uh huh who was great um those kinds of I already said art blakey um mm-hmm. You know, just kind of pioneers of uh, developing techniques that later have been just really blown out, mm-hmm. you know, and really fully developed and mm-hmm. taken to the next level.
0: I I, I like I think of um, people like that. I don't I don't want to like diminish groups like this, but like Monty Python, for instance. Yeah. I feel like kind of originated this like absurd comedy that people hadn't seen as much before that yeah but now looking back you're like oh yeah a lot of stuff is like that but yeah. it's
2: because they did it first right yeah yeah, yeah totally uh i mean and that's that's kind of what i thought about bottom is he kind of had a sound that really propelled the the band mm-hmm. you know like he was really a backbone kind of sound mm-hmm. and um so whether people knew they were imitating him or not i mean just like Anybody that comes out, everybody sounds the same today. You know, Absolutely, like the Avid Brothers came out. Now everybody's like breathing. And heavy, now it's you know? like
0: <laughs> the, l- the Lumineers and yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Gosh. Everyone's throwing haze into their songs. Jesus, yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm.
2: mm, it pisses me off. You know, the life it, of creativity it's in music is exhausting. It's, it's really exhausting. Like template rock. You know, I'm going to irritate people here, but I feel like, um, what's the now? Like, what do you mean by the term Weezer? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just um, it's We'll do this three times, and we'll do a break, and then we're gonna <laughs> do this three times, you know. And, and but and there's no surprises. Uh-huh. It's like I'm gonna go up here, I'm gonna go down here, and then I'm gonna go down here. Uh-huh, you know, it's uh-huh, like you saw it uh-huh. coming. It's four five one. They yeah, know,
0: four five one, stuff. four
2: five one, two 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 two, four five <laughs> one, four five one, two 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 two. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it's just kind of. Um, it just seems. Uninspired.
0: What do you mean by tin
2: plate rock? Uh, I meant template.
0: Template rock. Yeah, got right, it. Right, which is like, it, uh, you
2: know, what kind of sound do you want? It's like, oh, uh, you know, let's do let's I do mean, driving '90s.
0: Yeah, you know? that's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, template. I feel like pop is probably the biggest culprit of
2: something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely think that's true, and, and I mean there's value <laughs> in it. I get snobby about it. I
0: was gonna say, and there's still something to be said for things that are really fun that fit that template because the template exists for a reason. Yeah, that's really true. Because it creates effective music, but it's I I totally see where you're coming yeah, from. It's a super easy thing to be snobby about.
2: It, well, it is, but but that also I don't want to diminish diminish uh, the fact that those are still like professional, really good musicians that make that music. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I just find it boring. Sure. Yeah. 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 I get uh, it. But even, I, there are a few things that I find hard to listen to uh, just because, and that's something that I like. The more you get into something, the more you appreciate it. Sure. You know, so I, there's not much that I won't listen to or find something that I find, you know, exciting or neat to listen to. Generally, it's a guy playing, person playing drums. Sure. Or, um, um. Yeah, some production value or some garbage like that, but mm-hmm. usually it's the drums. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, so back to those guys in the 40s, you know, that were changing. They just pioneered things mm-hmm. that other people... And I, th- I think that was really also a time of learning, because of, for a lot of reasons, learning by watching, you know, and there were kind of legends, of these guys playing playing circuits, like I think it was Duke Ellington in Kansas City, you know, and, and Count Basie. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, as everything does, you know, is all in New York. Right, uh, sure. You know, but, but people, uh, watching people to see what they were doing and then trying to implement that and just how that built. Uh, and, the, and the techniques that go all the way back to, like there's a, a molar technique in drumming, and it's, again, about conservation of energy in the body and getting the most out of your strikes. Cool. In terms of volume or even... Um, you know, repeat strokes, things like that. Molar? Uh, yeah, Molar. named after a guy who I think like taught in the '60s. You know, uh, and I'm, and it just has to do with like check on that.
0: how you're holding sticks and yeah, it arms
2: really it's, it's, it's a, the stroke itself. I mean, I'm right now I'm doing a motion like imagine an octopus <laughs> and it, where it's just like straight up and down, but it's like a real fluid. Yeah, you know, um, you're know, bringing the stick up and it, and <clears throat> yeah, uh, so so it's people that had ideas and that's another thing on top of the technique is creative approaches you know to the phrasing in the drumming you know like Ringo Starr for example takes a lot of shit for being a boring drummer but if right. you listen to his tracks you know like that come together track for example or take any one of them mm-hmm. and it's just it is such it is so nicely laid in his drum tracks where you can just really hear everything he's doing uh-huh. and it's just very it's just very subtle beautifully complimentary stuff you know that, and that's that's his voice mm-hmm. you know and that's And
0: like the Beatles I don't think we're ever going to be about their drummer you know what I mean yeah. is that a
2: fair thing to say Well I think it is a fair thing to say but that also doesn't take away from the fact that his drumming is 100% good. critical to the sound of the Beatles. Sure. Like without him they're not the Beatles. <laughs> That's you know, it's awesome. a different band. Okay. Yeah, okay. 100%. Cool. Even yeah. though they're not like uh, you know, his his kit isn't at the front of the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, you know, takes a lot of shit but he's great. Yeah. And yeah. and deserves all the credit and that he's And he's still gotten. a part
0: of their sound because en- he has his own Enormously. sound. Enormously.
2: Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a really important thing to to say and point out about it, I think. Because I do, yeah, Ringo's kind of like the butt of Beatles jokes yeah. for one reason
2: or and that's, another. and that's really bullshit. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> a lot of John Lennon's songs are just fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just self-important garbage where he's just farting into a bag and huffing it and yeah. writing songs. Yeah. <laughs> and you know I'm not sure Ringo's much of a songwriter but I love I mean as a collective they're a great band Uh, but (laughs) but he's a great drummer and it's again about you know that's like what he's doing specifically and how he is doing things um, you know because just like it's what he's not playing you know it's you know he'll hit like there's that um, yeah let's move on okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool.
2: It's about what he's not doing. I feel like. you well, I mean, that really about a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is like funk. You know, if you think that cool. it's that but dum dum, da that but but dum dum, it's that it's that whole totally that makes it that mm-hmm. makes it funky. You know, because like the beat is just like dum dum, but dum dum, but it, you switch it up to but dum dum, dum you know, that yeah. hole makes it feel different. I love different. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so and there's the idea of, like, moving things around a kit or uh-huh. moving things around in time. So put that hole somewhere else, and it feels different. So it's just like, boom, don't terrible it, example. Sure. But just uh, doing things at a different place or on a different part of the kit or in a different time.
0: Totally changes th- how it feels. What kind of music yeah, it yeah, can feel totally. like.
2: Or if you're behind the beat or ahead of the beat, I mean, it's... So,
0: uh, so you mentioned moving things around on the kit, and uh, I feel like I have to bring up Neil Pert at some point. Oh yeah, just because he's like sticks out in my brain as a very specific drummer with like a notoriously large set.
2: Yeah, and th- there are several of those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have never been a fan of Rush. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean Neil Pert, he's an insanely talented drummer obviously mm-hmm. um with an insanely large drum
0: kit <laughs> i mean it's ridiculous i, I mean, mean like it 20 is. 25 but
2: things and i mean i'm not I don't understand the need to do that. That's what I was gonna say. Why would you even need that? Yeah, like if you're doing a fill, you know, it's like and you have twenty eight drums to pick from, why do you choose any one of them? You know? I mean, why, you know, I'm gonna start it on like you know Right. Why did you have to just go over there and hit that thing? It's just I mean, I get you like stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know, it's just different strokes for different folks, I guess. But uh-huh. also, if you think about it, like, if you're touring and you're the groupie or the roadie that has to set that up. Oh, it's like, what man, a nightmare. My life.
1: Yeah,
0: that's you know? so funny. I never thought about that. Yeah. When I mean, uh, Rush rolls into town, they have to put like, two uh, roadies, like, just on his kit. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they have to
2: have a truck <laughs> on his kit. You know? Really? No. But, oh, I mean, I mean that's, a, that's probably a not of an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: With, especially if you think about all the gear boxes that just like expand yeah. the volume of everything absolutely It's probably not
2: an exaggeration <laughs> yeah I mean that dude's drums would not fit in my apartment yeah you know? yeah 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 uh. <laughs> but uh, but he is you know and for good reason recognized <laughs> as a supremely talented drummer
0: mm-hmm. I was just curious uh, not
2: my style though I love the like the old jazz guys I think my favorite drummers tend to be jazz drummers just because of I think they are more sensitive. Ooh. You know, mm-hmm. like I think Subtle? There's there's, yeah, Tony Williams is one of my favorite drummers. He also played with Miles, I think before Jack DeJohnette. The chronology couldn't matter less. But he was uh in Miles' autobiography, he described seeing Tony Williams play when he was 18 and he said, "And this was the motherfucker." Is what Miles said. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah pretty cool. That's awesome. Um but there's a drum solo that a guy transcribed. I love watching I watch videos on the internet of just people playing drums. Cool. Yeah. And, um and there's some guy transcribed, and not, not to talk down, but that just means to listen and to actually write down uh, in, in staff what the person was playing. Mm-hmm. And also, anyone who is a musician listening to this, I'm not. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I play drums, but I'm not, you know, like I'm not a transcriber. I, I read music very poorly. So, uh-huh. I mean, there, there are so many holes in the chronology and facts I've spawned thus far. It's like cheese. I think you're and doing great. And I know great. that. Well, but you know, just like a disclaimer. It's like queso. I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know that. Um, uh, at any rate. Um, um, yeah, but that's
0: a, that's a, that's um, yeah. I guess that's a fair disclaimer to people who are serious musicians. Yeah, but like, what percentage a, of right. people listening to this probably will be? Uh,
2: I can only hope small. <laughs> uh, but this, this Tony Williams buff. solo was so. Sparse, and it was you know because you know jazz they're just kind of passing solos around a little mm-hmm. bit you know and somebody's holding it down somebody else is soloing a little bit
0: yeah variations on yeah. a theme yeah,
2: kind of yeah, thing right. mm-hmm. and um and the guy who had transcribed the solo was listening to it uh on speakers and, and replayed the solo in real time along with it and just so, which in itself is not I mean it's something that I could never be able to yeah do. but it was also such a simple the solo was so tastefully simple. And it was on a on a three-piece kit. You know, it was a uh, that doesn't include the snare. Is okay a, a kick drum, um, a mounted tom up here, and mm-hmm. then the floor tom, and then you got your snare. So it technically has four. Okay, but just a small kit, a couple of cymbals, and it's just it was just this nice, sparse, very tasteful solo. That was so much. It was so musical. It was so much about. Um, it was so in keeping with the rest of the song. It was just really like a nice melodic, sensitive. You know, it wasn't, there was nothing, like, hard, dicky about it. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. like drums, 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 drums. You know, yeah. it, was like, it was very, it was a really sensitive, awesome drum solo. That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. So and you
0: really get to, like, eat into the artistry of yeah. what drumming is.
1: and
2: Yeah, right. And just, um, yeah, just, and I feel like that drives home to me. I mean, I just like that approach, and you just don't need a huge kit to do that, and you just need a few key things cool you know and you can play very beautifully and very sensitively that's awesome yeah but then again remember i have a dial that goes one two three ten the, you you yeah. love it and yeah. maybe
0: that's why you love it so much is because it's something that it's evades you yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally,
2: totally. <laughs> yeah
1: right <laughs>
2: uh but yeah I, I love that um the musicality of it in the different approaches so that's why I like Small kit. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: That's great. I think that's a fine thing to to feel about it all and and actually uh, maybe more interesting in the end than just like, <laughs> let's throw another thing at it and yeah, see right. what this does. It's yeah. Like or it's like something. if you played a
2: song, you know, it's kind of like... And this time for Phil, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> I feel like those people are out there, right? You know, and they're few and far between. But <laughs> yeah, they're out there. It's like, man, woof! <laughs> Calm down, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's
0: great. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a. Um, it's, yeah, it's like being given a buffet when all you really wanted was like a nice BLT. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right, or like I want a cup of soup. Yeah. It's like how about a cup of soup and all the sides you get at Korean food. There's <laughs> yeah. like eight <laughs> variations of kimchi. <laughs> and here's Those like Korean baby sides corn. are delicious though. <laughs> hey, I love that too. I mean we could, let's turn another one and just talk about yeah. that little Korean place Crank on Lincoln. Crank it, we Lincoln. literally
0: just hit the hour mark so. <laughs> oh, good. Dude, let's. I'm just getting warm. Turn it I'm, I'm over Korean in. Food to Korean BBQ talk. (laughs) I love the little uh, fishy, jerky stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's usually like bright red. Oh, it's so good. Certainly I would know if I saw it. I think so too. Yeah, it's it's usually really red and really chewy, and I love it. I don't know what any of it's called, but it all tastes good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Uh, My favorite place, um, you get all the sides, and you just get the hot dish in the middle and the Mm -hmm. slabs of meat, and you throw it in there, Mm -hmm. and then they put everything that's left at the end of your meal in that bowl and just stir it all up and serve it back to you. Oh, that's amazing. It it is amazing. Where is this? Uh, It's it's on Lincoln. I want to say Irving Park. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. Lincoln... I'll find out and get back to
0: you. Okay, cuz I do I I love Crisp and it's it's like very Where's that? Um it's in, it's right by the Century Landmark Theater at uh, like Clark and uh, Wellington. Okay. Um or maybe oh. it's on Broadway right at Wellington. Yeah, okay. It's uh it's not as like traditional as what you're talking about. It's a little more like westernized uh but they have great bebop and they have the mm. best like they serve whole chicken wings like yeah. where the wing is everything's still attached oh and wow. they're maybe the best wings i've ever had
2: awesome they're I fantastic gotta try that. i love wings
0: if you like wings and you like korean food you gotta check out crisp it's well, so
2: good i've got my homework <laughs>
0: <laughs> crisp was great uh what let's see now, now that we got the Korean food talk out of the way, <laughs> you mentioned White Stripes. That's like yeah. maybe one of the more uh, uh, contemporary type rock stuff um, that we've talked about, which I love them too. I definitely think she has a very specific
2: drum style. Yeah. Right. And again, that's an example of, I mean, that makes their sound. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge component of their sound mm-hmm. is that, that choice, you know, and, and, in all honesty, I'm not a huge fan of the White Stripes. I didn't ever get into them, but it, like, I was very aware of that distinct mm-hmm. approach. You know? I think
0: they're that kind <laughs> of band that like, whether or not you're a fan of it, you can recognize they have a very unique sound. Yeah. And Jack White's a very unique musician. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's not going to be that template rocker, at least from my perspective.
2: Yeah, well and he's really gone on to do a lot of different things too. Yeah. Which is Because yeah. cool. I felt like a little bit not that they ever fell into a template, but their sound like I felt like I'd heard it. I get that. You know, like mm-hmm. a new song coming I'd be like, oh okay. It's
0: yeah. This they're, a song. they're doing hey. this thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which That's I which I dug and I don't mean to um no take away from that.
0: Uh I get that. And I feel there are definitely bands that like people like because of a thing they do that I'm like Sure, good. I'm glad you like that. It is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, what do you gravitate towards when you're listening to music, especially if it's like
2: drum related specifically?
0: Drum. You said you, you throw on drum videos.
2: Oh, on yeah. On YouTube. Well, if I'm killing time, I mean, I love to go to Drummer World dot com Mm. it's a website and just watch some of my favorite drummers you know because they'll have they'll have lessons or it just shows them soloing or sometimes i just like to watch guys or gals play um cool yeah some of my favorites go to on drummer world are uh benny greb is amazing and he's a he's a very young guy i saw him in kansas city do a I, i went to a drum clinic cool yeah yeah that was cool um, uh, I think he's incredible. Keith Carlock is great. Did you know who he was Uh, before oh, you yeah. went to it? Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Uh-huh.
2: And it was at a place called Explorer's Percussion in Kansas City where, where I bought my drum set that I have now. It's a, I mean, it's a whole place. Here's here's a cool fact. Uh, You mentioned Zildjian earlier. Mm-hmm. Zildjian is a cymbal company primarily. Mm-hmm. And they they were founded in 1496 in wow. Turkey. I yeah. knew it
0: was Turkish. I wouldn't have known it was <laughs> Yeah, 1496. Yeah, insane. it was the Ottoman
2: Empire. Uh, Avedis Zildjian. I think Zildjian means symbol maker or something like that. Or Avedis means symbol maker. Cool. And that was the guy's name. Awesome. Or, you know that, that went on to become the, the name of the, the company. Uh-huh. And he, yeah, he made symbols for the sultan.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, and
2: it's so like the whole, the the notion that there's a, a Turkish sound that, so you'll have um, uh Zildjian, make symbols uh obviously there's uh Constantinople is a subset of Zildjian symbols you know obviously the um the once capital of Turkey now is Yeah Symbol. right yeah.
0: the the yeah Turkish yeah. connection
2: Um and then Bosphorus is another brand which is um it's just the body of water that separates um the Asian part of Turkey mm. from the European part of Turkey mm-hmm. Uh so I- the so they really
0: have the the lock on... <laughs>
2: well, I think, yeah, they they were just like the progenitors, if you will. Gotcha. Of, you know, of like symbol culture. Gotcha. You know, 500 years ago, uh-huh. the Turks. <laughs> and so a lot of that sound is carried through in that technique and tradition where mm-hmm. this nuanced, very deliberate, hand-manipulated pieces of metal mm-hmm. get very distinct sounds.
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, is that something that you feel like you picked up from like... Hanging around percussion stores and stuff like that. <laughs> like, how do you find...
2: <sighs> where did I pick... The? Well, you know, I might have just picked that up because... Oh, yeah. Because I bought... Zildjian had a cymbal fair at that store where I saw Benny Greb. hmm And uh, I bought a couple of cymbals there. And I think I just... I picked up a book. That's you know, awesome. Just like, hey, you know, you got this. Here's a book. Uh-huh. And just read about, you know, the original Aveda Zildjian or, you know, the first Zildjian the guy. The guy who made it, yeah. Yeah, in 1496. That's... Fascinating. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a 500 year old company.
0: Is there an
2: alternative to the Turkish sound of. I'm sure there is. uh, And I don't know what it is. Okay. So it would probably be more of like a Western marching symbol.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: But I'm not sure about that. Because I think they used them for marching Mm -hmm. um, there, but I'm not sure about that either. Mm -hmm. You know, but I I just know that there's. there's, uh, They use words like bright and dark. And resonant mm-hmm. and um, for symbols, you know, mm-hmm. so like something that's bright and flashy. All these things that have to like describe tones yeah, right, <laughs> that right. don't have really descriptions. Yeah, they're totally <laughs> right. It's just, and that's something else that's interesting. It's hard to describe how something tastes. Yeah. Unless you just compare it to something else. It's so find, true. You know? Yeah. Like, there yeah. Are, I don't have the vocabulary, or, you know, that goes back to being able to kind of interpret input. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if I went to the sommelier class Mm -hmm. you know i'd be able to i'd have a word or vocabulary to describe yeah Yeah. right. it's accessing accessing the right side of my tongue right yeah i feel um, (laughs) that's socrates Mm. which is not a word (laughs) but just made it up for that
0: uh i feel like i would have just nodded and said yeah Mm. Yeah, (laughs) oh
2: dude that symbol's bright man no it's not but it's dark yeah yeah Yeah, right, right yeah
0: and it's like how many people are actually able what percentage uh, even of the people who, like, are proficient musicians would be able to identify those differences in sound. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you might be surprised. Mm-hmm. I bet, but not if... You might note the difference. Mm-hmm. You know? You might not. I don't know. Because a lot of it's also how it's mic'd.
0: Sure, right, you yeah. Know, and
2: then how it's produced when it when in a live setting. But then, again, you know, going back to to jazz, you can really hear everything. You know, that's that's a huge... You know, big band, you really can't. But, mm-hmm. you know, like small um, quartets and, you know, quintets, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Everything is much more intimate. And mm-hmm. You can really hear the details. You can hear how the drums are tuned. You can hear um, the very the specifics of, of the cymbals being played. And that's...
1: That's awesome. That is that is beautiful stuff.
2: Because uh-huh. like, you really hear the space around it. And uh-huh. you just hear that crisp ping of the stick hitting that cymbal. Uh-huh. And just the air around it. I mean, that it is truly... A beautiful sound
0: for someone who loves it. I would think that that would be the best mm. way to yeah take it in. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean it's it's really nice.
0: Do you ever find yourselves yourselves <laughs> all of <laughs> you? Yeah. Do you ever find yourself uh, at a concert or listening to live music and either uh, being gravitating towards the drummer or
2: away from the drummer oh. if they are terrible? <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever seen one that I thought was terrible. Hmm. Um, but I mean, I always seek the drummer out at a concert and I go and I check out, I look at what they're playing, Mm -hmm. like, like what, what the kits look like. I I saw, uh, one of my favorite bands, Tortoise did a show at Metro. Cool. Um, Tortoise. Yeah. Never heard of them. Right. They're kind of alt rock, I guess is where they would fall. Uh, but they've been around for a while.
0: I say that about like pretty much every, every musician that i specifically find myself liking i'm like i guess it's alt rock (laughs)
2: yeah right i mean yeah exactly i don't know
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm
2: just regurgitating what i've been told Mm -hmm. or what you know Mm -hmm. um but they've been around for a long time Uh, they're just small you know um small market i guess i don't know again i'm immediately in an area where i don't know what the fuck i'm talking (laughs) about but But music
0: is like that though uh you know there's just so many there are so many bands and artists that exist, and some of them—not uh, to say that this applies uh, here—but some of them are just touring to be able to be a band. You yeah. know, yeah, S- right, subsistence yeah. touring and totally Where getting like the word out. And
2: yeah, it's like a wet paint sign where the only thing that's wet are the words wet paint <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah <laughs> we play music to tour but we just tour to play music yeah you know, right like, yes what? yeah yeah it's my brain what's somehow. the end game
0: yeah if that's the yeah like i said subs- subsistence farming <laughs> yeah <right.
2: laughs> we farm to eat bro yeah, yeah 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 so uh yeah but i mean at that concert uh i went i always you know a position where I can see what the drum set looks like mm-hmm. and see what the cymbals look like, you know, what the, what they're playing, how big they are, you know, because the size of the cymbal is huge, size of the drum makes a big deal, the kind of wood it's made with makes a big deal. Wow, uh, kind of heads I'm curious about, you know, like kind of heads on the bottom and the top of a drum. Uh, I cymbaled opposite with my hands, well. <laughs> no one would have known, but yeah, you got the, <laughs> the beater head and the resonant head, you know, because you, you make contact You're with one that. and then it resonates, so resonant sure. head. Uh, And people have different tips and tricks for tuning and uh, both sides to get the sound you want, you know, big sounds.
0: So is it kind of like, um, like building a desktop computer where you can buy all the, you can either buy it out of the box and set it up and play on it. Or I would think that for professional musicians, they might be like buying the body from one place and the head from one place. And like, would they kind of like Frankenstein their kit together to that?
2: Level of detail. Uh, Yeah, I think I think what is most common, but yeah, absolutely. Cool. That level of specificity. That's awesome. I think what's most common is you'll have a similar drum type for the the toms and the kick, the bass drum. Mm -hmm. So you'd probably get a a paired, you know, you, you know. For example, say it was like a five ply maple wood those shells awesome yeah that uh, is
0: so like specific and it's just one yeah thing right. it's just one thing five ply so like you could have a four ply, or yeah, four ply yeah
2: but i mean all those are things you know uh-huh. and, the, and the manufacturers will swear it makes a difference and i'm sure it does i'm not sure and i sure, could tell sure you know I mean? right but the kind of wood makes a difference you know um so uh, you'd, you'd be more most likely to have those would match and then you'd have a like a bunch of snares, mm-hmm. you know, because you get a huge variance in snare sound based on how deep the drum is, based on how big it is, how tightly it's tuned. You know, the so... L- where the
0: snare is set, is that not also an adjustable...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. You know, how, how tightly it hugs the resonant head. Right. You know, so you get, like, that looser, raspier sound if it's loose, you know, garbly. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, And then, but the cymbals, you know, like the, a guy... um. Uh, uh, a jazz player that I took lessons from in Kansas City would take his cymbals to the cymbal shop uh, and hit them, because you want cymbals to complement. Oh,
0: cool. You know, so
2: it's kind of like if you had, you know, if you're doing a watercolor or something, you just had a bunch of colors, you, that you'd want a complementary, or you'd want to be specific at least mm-hmm. in the wash of mm-hmm. color that you get. And you may
0: c- not want to pick a blue unless you also had, like, the red that you're referencing or whatever. Yeah, you know. right. Or if yeah.
2: there's something very nice that those two together, that mm-hmm. those do two... Yeah, that those, together, mm-hmm. wow, <laughs> that those two do, do two to together. Wow, that's fucked up. That those two do together. <laughs> then Understandably
0: you would, tongue tying. Yeah,
2: <laughs> That you would choose them specifically for mm-hmm. the... And it is a wash. You know, that's what they call it, the wash of sound. Oh, you know, from cool. The, yeah, you know, so that if, it, if something was dissonant, you know, that it would just constantly hang there. So right. Yeah, so those are pretty specific selections.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I
2: mean, and it's also, I remember playing golf with my dad as a kid and I I suck at golf so does he but we just did it for something to do fun together my dad's always good about that Mm -hmm. and we got paired up with this guy um, and the guy had really nice golf clubs and I'll always remember this and I said dad i'm gonna you know like i'm gonna stink this whole thing (laughs) because this guy's got this nice golf club i'm gonna fuck everything up oh yeah and he's like son it doesn't matter how good the clubs are you know if you're not good at golf it doesn't matter yes you know and such good advice and that's so true you know like you can tell you know when some uh, a good drummer will make really interesting sounds on any kit Mm -hmm. um but a bad drummer will make bad sounds (laughs) on on any any kit kit. yeah absolutely
0: yeah that's awesome uh is there anything that you feel like you'd be remiss not to talk about where this topic is concerned? I feel like I've tried oh. to to jump around yeah. and ask about specific stuff that I can, but
2: I mean, it's it's a huge I mean, I, I, I just I regret that I don't think I've articulated things as well as I would have liked. Um it's it's just it's a huge field of of talent where technique and approach and creativity all really overlap. I think a hundred percent, where you know one really serves the other, and with v- enormously varied approaches. You know, like you hear Jack DeJeanette, who I mentioned, or uh, Benny Greb, or Keith Carlock. I mean, and you can hear them uh, for who they, and they're so different, you know, but fundamentally similar in their approach. You know, like the the things that they started with to learn. So you know, it's 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 about, oh man. I don't think so, but I mean, I'm sure as soon as I leave, I'll be like,
0: "Shit!" That's exactly why I started specifically trying to ask. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, you know, if uh, if it didn't come to mind in the first place, then it may not at this point either. Yeah. But I think you've done a great job of of uh, I I've really enjoyed thinking a lot about um, those differences, and especially as they apply to different art forms, because I do think that's that's such a, a a kind of that's kind of the nexus of art is like how purely technically good at it are you mm-hmm. plus what do you bring into the table on top of that
2: <laughs> yeah well yeah or just like what do you have to say mm-hmm. you know and oh I feel, yeah yeah know? uh and i feel i feel like if you're really technically good and you don't have a lot to say then you end up with other people like that and you guys are making christian rock music
1: <laughs> sure you know right. Where it's
2: like you know just Give me a place where I can jam out and be technically awesome. Mm-hmm. And there's zero content in this fucking music. <laughs> sure. And it makes rock music and, and religion are, worse. Yeah. And people are going to eat it up. Uh, <laughs> it which, makes. I, it makes me mad to think about. <laughs> it really does. It's a fucking sham. <laughs> uh, um, oh, man. That's great. Yeah. Uh,
0: Okay. How do you feel like your love of um, drums, drum kit, drum set, however you want to look at it, watching other people play the drums, listening to drum music, how do you feel like all that and all this experience that we talked about and these people that you're a fan of, um, how do you feel like that affects your own creativity Mm. in in the things that you do as a creative person? And uh, how do you feel like that's kind of influenced your life overall?
2: Well, I mean drums specifically I'm not sure but I think going through the you know the even for me undisciplined the gentle rigors of learning something like drums is in, in just talking about developing the kind of framework to listen yes to hear better has kind of informed and really coincided with a lot of other creative processes. Mm -hmm. You know, in a way, it's just insights there have given me... You know, like, whenever you learn something or, like, some kind of life lesson, when something you encounter seems similar, you're like, oh, this kind of reminds me of... This. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just kind of wait it out. God, this is so fucking vague. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) I know that in the last few years... Um. At some point, you took like figure
2: drawing classes. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Uh Was that kind of born out of uh that desire to like learn a new thing?
2: Well, I went to art school in Kansas City. That's right. So, and in fact, yeah. I was actually just going to bring up drawing. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. In in what's interesting, I was talking about that funk. You know that the it's really defined. You know, kind of by like what isn't there. And you and you get these like funky holes in the beat that mm-hmm. just. And you know, it, and it's kind of like negative space—the concept of negative space. You know, like um, a chair. You know, I can I can either draw the chair or I can draw the space around the chair. Sure. And both are going to be drawings of a chair. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to it's going to define the shape and the outline of that chair. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's like that concept of negative space, and also of of general to specific. You know, of um, and and that goes back to that five way independence. You know, of of building everything up slowly. Um, to a more specific tone, a more specific point of view, or you know, your voice as a, with these tools mm-hmm. that you have. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that 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 goes back to that. It informed me creatively, whether or not it. Um, I think it reinforced things I had learned in the past, creatively. Shit. I almost feel like any any attempt at a creative discipline is going to, if you take out the specifics and just talk about it technically or in the abstract, is going to be the same talk. I don't disagree
0: with you. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that.
2: Yeah. And I think that that, that really inf- um, that's something I that I thought about a lot. And I, I guess specifically... What is nice is it gives it gives me like a little little foothold to appreciate music that I wouldn't otherwise really enjoy because yeah. I can appreciate technically that this is these are skilled people yeah I don't have that appreciation <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. And, and just kind of appreciate that it gives me something to latch on to in, in a situation where I don't really care what's happening sure <laughs>
0: uh, but I think there's uh I think there's even something to be I think that's the biggest thing it goes back to of what you said about like any creative endeavor has uh, the the if you strip away the details, the parts, you know, look similar in the sense that I guess what I'm trying to say is I would think that your knowledge of this stuff and your interest in it, especially like you already mentioned, the the listening aspects of it and the detail aspects of it f- factor into your uh performances and your ability as an improviser and an actor um one-to-one as as much as it it seems like that's not true
2: no i i think that could totally be possible because i think you know and a lot of people talk about improv in terms of sports and Mm -hmm. sports teams but Mm -hmm. i think about it more like jazz i can totally yeah yeah it is uh and it is listening it's listening and contributing and it's how fast are you listening you know and it really is like the concept of listening fast and i i do not say that about improv but it is to be able to hear and parse quickly in music um is valuable and to be able to to understand and to compartmentalize what you're hearing quickly uh so so perhaps just you know that idea of listening um has has carried through you know i don't objectively know in my in my own i can self.
0: absolutely see that in in the w- in your style of improv it 'cause mm. very uh naturalistic and very uh um I think it's fun for me to have been someone who's gotten the opportunity hey, hey. to play with you a lot yeah, and like yeah. see you play a lot uh to hear you talk about things like uh that five way independence and and hear you talk about the compartmentalizing and the you know, things that stick out um, because I do feel like that's what kind of improviser you are. Oh. <laughs> and I very much um, mean that as a compliment. And well, don't think you. that I would be alone in saying that uh, oh, about well. people who watch you. Because uh, I do think there's something very, and, and that and the jazz drumming stuff uh, is a part of this too, because I do think there's something like subtle and uh, precise and nuance to the way that you approach the thing that we do together. Well, that's very sweet. I <laughs> mean it, you say. I means it. Thanks. I've been thinking it the whole time, honestly. Oh. Like every time you mentioned like this is really what I enjoy <laughs> about this aspect of this, I'm like, yeah, like of course it is. It makes <laughs> so much sense. Um to know you as an artist in that way and to see that those are the things that really like you far latch on to. Yeah, far out. That's it's cool. Well, cool. Well, thank if, you. If if I could, kind of could put that on this even if you wouldn't say it or or know it about yourself.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought about it uh in that way. But but thank you. That's yeah, very nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um what's your favorite like drum Piece, like, do you have one or like a favorite song or anything like that? That like you just point to it and you're like, "That's fucking it." And if you don't have one, that's cool. I just thought it might be a fun.
2: um, Yeah, I mean, there are there are a lot. Yeah, (laughs) it's different. It's just hard to pick one. There's uh, there's one. Uh, Let me think. It's a it's a Miles Davis. It's on the the recording Live Evil. Okay. And um, it's on the second disc. And I think it's the third track. Oh and my am- gosh! In Amorata, yeah. And so that's Jack Dejanet. Okay. And uh, he is such, but there's so the whole thing. This whole album, like it just goes into chaos. It goes w- way far out. Like it, it, it's just sound and music. And these guys are probably like drug addled, uh-huh. you know, at this time. But some of it is also, and it's and it's loose. That's something else I like. Um, is I think. As precise I, I don't think That the jazz guys And I, and I say guys loosely I don't think mm-hmm. That the people that, that I really enjoy The jazz musicians That I really dig I don't think They mind Error Sure Or they don't They are not going For the illusion Of perfection Sure Neither metronomic Timekeeping perfection Nor musicianship you know? Cool So in, in this album And I fucking Love that you know, because, I mean, it, it takes nothing away from the peaks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, um, uh, because they are, I mean, they are incredible musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so on this particular album, there's, it, it is kind of, um, it, it's slowing down. There's been this huge pop where, because, I mean, Miles would kind of like, he would kind of check out and kind of, you know, s- say to this guy, you know, like, more of this. And, you know, and this guy's just like rattling something. He's like, more rattling. Uh-huh. You know, And he's over here. And, and guys, it just like it gets like space out and just real kind of. He's conducting
0: the symphony yeah. in his head. Or he might yeah. like
2: duck out and smoke a cigarette <laughs> or something. Sure. Because he would kind of, you know, he would kind of conduct and bandly that way. And then he would tighten it up and he would just like do this nod of the head or something. Bah. And then everybody, you know, uh, and, but, and, but they would know they would know like you know that's when, I do when this, you kicking into this, this part. Yep, yep. Yeah, dude, there's a video. This is a real quick sidebar. There's I love a video this. and it's 1967 and it's what's called V Quartet and this is Tony Williams. It's it might be Herbie Hancock as well, and these guys are like 18. And Miles comes out. It's black and white, and it's in France. And the guy's like, French, 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 French. La quintet, <laughs> la quartet Miles Davis. Uh huh. And he walks out, and it's just as soon as he hits the mic, like as soon as he's up to the mic, he says nothing to anyone. He doesn't. He doesn't look at the band members. He walks up to the mic, puts his trumpet up, and everybody's just like. I mean, just like. Didn't, uh, snap, didn't snap his fingers for the time <gasps> signature. Uh, I mean, these guys are prime. That's amazing. You know, it's and it's just—it's, I mean, just seamless. Uh huh. I, mean, I mean, professional stuff. That's I love it. So, I mean, so like that kind of of execution in the band, mm-hmm. you know, is kick-ass. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you get far out. So that's what I love about some of the fusion stuff, and some of it gets like Miles Win into like some crazy places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't care for anything that he did in the late 70s and 80s, but late 60s, you know, Bish's Brew is incredible. It's inarguably in- incredible. Um, says me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, there, this song uh, Inamorata, um, there's there's been this beautiful build up, and it's just kind of it's kind of uh, fading away. Kind of like a, a wave comes up and then just kind of trickles back. You know, so so the the cohesion is kind of coming apart a little bit. Uh-huh. And but the, the bass is still keeping it going. You know, so the bass is doing the same thing more and over and over again, kinda of being holding it down. And Miles does this pop on on the trumpet where it's just like bop bop and as soon as he goes bop bop and right after that, Jackie Jeanette hits a snare really loud. And it's just in it's just a call and response. Cool. That was completely and it's completely improvised, but it's absolutely the product of just listening. So in tune. And just a reaction to what he just heard. Yeah. You know, and it's just one strike on the drum that is such is such like a thread directly from what Miles just did through his process to Pop. You That's know? awesome. Yeah. So awesome. I and love it's that. like And I feel like It's that whole album is just held together by gossamer threads like that. All throughout. You know? And they get tighter and looser as it goes. Cool. And when it's tight, there's nothing tighter. And when it's looser, and when it's loose, you're like, this is fucking garbage. (laughs) But but it always it always (laughs) (laughs) I just wasn't expecting that to be what you said. (laughs) Well well, because it is so loose. I mean like it's it's deliberately gone. Yeah. You know, it's
0: See that's where Jazz loses me. Well, but that's that's not
2: that is specific to what Miles was doing mm-hmm. I think what I'm the specific I'm talking sure. about Sure Yeah um, And some I mean you know There's other stuff That gets really self-indulgent But the earlier You know like 50s 60s Late 40s Which pretty straight ahead stuff um, Just and, and I think there's like A little You know it, it, it It's a bit of an acquired taste mm-hmm. But then when you have that taste I mean And just like that sweet Man There's an Art Blakey song where they do this intro, and this has to be like the late forties or 50s mm-hmm. And the piano player, I mean, and the recording is shitty. It, it seems like it's somebody's, you know, living room or something. Of course I'm sure it wasn't. Uh-huh. But they do this, they do this intro, and uh it's just like the da-da da 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 and uh then they just kick directly into this the the bass just like boom, 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 boom in the drums. Uh huh. And it's real quiet. And the piano player just does this, just rolling. I mean, it just sounds like water rolling over rocks. Cool. This whole, and it's like it meanders out of the melody and back in and out. And it's just like so stream of consciousness. Uh Uh-huh. It's it's so fucking awesome. That's awesome. Just like that that fluidity. And it's unmatched. I mean, there's not another, I I don't hear that anywhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't hear that kind of like, uh. Thelonious Monk. I mean, it's just it's listening to a person think. Yeah, the way that guy plays. Yeah, in my opinion. Uh huh. And it's it's you don't get that anywhere else musically. Cool. You know, like that kind of. I it, believe that. This is a tangent, but That's that, okay. that one snare from Jack DeJohnette in response to Miles's pop on the trumpet. I love it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I think there. I think that makes perfect sense, and I do think that it's pretty unmatched in the the music world.
2: Yeah, I mean, because they're they're not going for you know. They're not going for something to, to put down and and it's not like cookie cutter, you know. Yeah. Like they're chasing, they're chasing the moment. the moment. That's awesome. You know. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's some like, um, I feel like that's kind of like the capital R romance of it all. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like if you're there now, if you're there, if you're here now, <laughs> you know, it's it's this is where it's at.
0: That's awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I and totally I, know what you and mean. And I love that. I totally know what you mean. Uh, in a in a city full of improvisers, everyone's just going like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. yeah that's it, if man. If they made it this long. That's yeah. it, man. It's jazz. I think everyone who started it finished it personally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I tell myself anyway. If they didn't, fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them if
1: they
2: didn't. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you. This it was such a pleasure. Thank a you for having me. A
0: yeah. Absolutely. I'm sorry it took me this long. Oh,
2: uh, <laughs> I'm not. You know, it's just... It's good to it's when it happened. When you're there, you're there. Awesome. You know, and it's great to be here. Thank you so much. I love you. I, I love you. Good
1: Baby, how you feeling?
2: This has been a nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today, and go to
0: www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome.
1: Thank you all. Thank you all. I am grabbot23548x.